You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Interesting people are all around us, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of conversation to pull them out of the woodworks. Take my yoga teacher, for example. We were chatting the other day. God knows how he actually had time to talk. I normally just whiz off, come home, get ready, go to work. But it turns out she let something slip that I found really intriguing. Turns out she lived on a boat for three years with her family. And why this is super interesting to me is because she first set sail when her youngest son was only two months old. So she had a toddler and a two-month-old and she decided that she wanted to go and uh, live on a boat for three years. And I thought, this is worthy of a conversation. So here it is. Hi, my name is Dini. My kids are Noah, who's almost six, Gaia, who's four, and India, who's one. So why did you decide to get on a boat for what ended up being three years when your youngest was only two months old? Well, I was a sailor my whole life, so it, it was always a dream. I worked on boats, um, and I always wanted to do my own thing. And all of a sudden, I was married, and I started having kids, and that dream sort of was still there. And then we saw all our friends getting the mortgage and doing the right thing, if you want, and it just really didn't resonate with us. And, and so instead of getting that mortgage, we uh, packed up and, and went, and it just felt like the most natural thing to do. Well, for me, and my husband luckily tacked along. I know that you've said that you had a dream for a long time to do it and that um, you were thinking, well, like, I've got to do it now. But you'd already had one child, and two months is quite young, so you you knew how hard it can be. Was there ever any fear that it would be even more challenging on the boat? No, you know what, most of my travelling adventures friends, when they had kids, they had that, I guess, which is a more normal reaction to go, okay, now it's time to settle down. And for me, it was, and still continues to be, the total opposite, because to me, the most amazing and most gorgeous thing in this life and this world is its people, the nature, the connection, the the discovery of like this diversity and when I started having kids I just really felt even stronger about that that that's what I wanted to show them and pass on to them so it just felt so right you know when you follow your heart and you just know something is right you have to do it and everything has a risk in life like now being back in Sydney I actually feel it's more dangerous with all the traffic here than it ever was on the boat Um, you just mitigate it in the best possible way. How do you prepare I mean when you started out did you know how long you'd be on the boat for? No, we left. So many families leave like on a sabbatical or some do half year on, half year off, something like that. We left with an open mind and an open budget in the way that we always saw working on the way as part of the journey so that we didn't have a, a predetermined end kind of. And so we did in the winter months, we always stopped in a place and we're quite lucky to find work. My husband's a, an accountant, so he picked up a few clients. He even worked on the boat every now and then and I taught yoga retreats along the way and when we stopped in winter I had my regular classes in Malta in the UK wherever we stopped and then after three years we were about to cross the Atlantic and then I fell pregnant with our third and that's unfortunate when my husband started to freak out and also <laughs> she's the girl the other ones are the boys and the pregnancy was quite horrible compared to, to beautiful pregnancies so all that came together and the Atlantic crossing and it just was all too much so we decided to have a break So that's why we're back here for a little while. When you say that you worked and and your husband found work, 
Did you have an idea where you wanted to go in the world throughout that time? Like, did you think, okay, we're on the boat, we're going to go... I'm just going to say Bali because my geography is shocking. But did you have that sense of the places you wanted to go or was it just... Well, look, when we first started looking for boats, we looked at the Australian markets and the prices and after a year we realised that there was a lot more going on in the Mediterranean. The prices were better than... There's just heaps more proper blue water sailors than here. And it also doesn't have cyclones any extremes. Plus, I've got family there, so it seemed like the a safer and more logical place to start. And then once we went there, it was a lot going with the flow. But then, you know, we'd think, obviously, where would it be easiest? Language is, uh, you know, predetermining factors. So speaking Spanish and English at home, Spain, UK and Malta were sort of the three points. Spain, we would have loved to, but there's just not much work. So we started looking UK and Malta, and that's where we ended up finding Malta. And then now at work, and that's, you know, helped in defining where we were going to sail, kind of. Yeah. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dini Martinez, who, when her second child was two months old, jumped on a boat with her eldest son, youngest son, husband, and travelled for what ended up being three years, only coming back to Sydney when she fell pregnant with her third child. We've just been talking about why she did that. What I'm really interested in as well, Dini, is... You mentioned earlier that in some ways you feel that your children were more safe on the boat. You had very young boys and anyone with a young boy will know how boisterous they can be and how sometimes they just don't listen to you. (laughs) Were there set family rules that you put in place for the boat for both safety and, I guess, sanity? Oh, absolutely. Like anyone would do in a house or anywhere else slightly different I guess here when you cross the road you know you make sure whatever you how you, you your rules are the same on the boat so when we were sailing our kids were always tethered onto the boat and they couldn't go to the bow without us so we were all normally in the cockpit and when we were at anchor always one of us was up with them and each of them fell in twice but it was a second you know taught them a lot of respect for the water nothing bad happened and uh, there's not millions of boats as close as the cars are here kind of so they and the natural elements of course they're really strong and you've got to respect them but if you know your boat well and you know your rules on the boat and you look into the weather forecasts which are plenty in the mid then there's a lot more control in the end than there is when you're driving here on the road so you, you talked about wanting to show them the diversity of the world and introduce them to new cultures which was one element of the traveling and what you did and the other element of course is the boat Mm. what did you get out of being with your family on the boat what did you get personally as a mum and what do you think they got as kids I got just that sense of being in line with my dharma with my what I was meant to do in life and with that freedom um just like indescribably hard in many ways because I was I was the main sailor so I was in charge of the boat and as a mum the kids although my husband's really hands-on and helps as much as he can so really hard and there was barely ever a moment to relax but still it was so just feeling alive whereas here you can just numb down and kind of fall in a trot and without you knowing or realizing the weeks and months tick by you never had that moment um, so I felt alive, very alive. Um, and the kids, they got a sense... Well, first, they had the whole family together for the first three years of their lives, with, which is quite unusual. Um, so I think that was quite beautiful for them. And then 
just many people would say, oh, they're too little to remember. And true, they might not remember the exact places, although we're trying to keep their memories up. But they seem to have that sense of openness towards the world and towards other people and just that notion that there's no really right or wrong. Everyone has you know, tolerance. Everyone sees things in a different way. And that freedom, again, they just wake up. They played on the beaches. There was no having to rush to be at a certain kindy or daycare or this or that. Um, yeah, and, and they also picked up a curiosity and un- an understanding for how our world works because we were such a self-sustainable little unit you know they understood that the power comes from the sun and the wind kind of they understood the engine like he wasn't even one years old they was always watching the dad how he was um, maintaining the engine things like that you know not just taking for granted to flick the switch and light us on or to have enough water so you came back to have your daughter How do you feel about the fact that the boys got to go on the boat and she didn't? Like, have you got any plans to go out again? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can't, can't wait. And I feel, because every time she sees a boat, she points to it. So I don't know, um, she was in my belly then, but I think something, she's got definitely a sailor's heart somewhere. And we'll definitely go sailing again. Look, at the moment, we're looking just at little boats to have in pit water and do weekend sailings to keep that up for us and for the kids and then uh, my husband is in the process of establishing an online business so fingers crossed if that works well we can go and um, sail again for as long as we want this time we'd probably start in the Caribbean and then do the Pacific which was always the big thing we were looking forward to and part of um, what's interesting to me as well is adjusting back to life on land has that been a difficult transition so in the one, on the one hand, it's been really easy in terms of practicalities. And people often go, oh, three kids, you have no family support here. That must be so hard. Well, it feels like a breeze to me because I don't have, like, if I'm tired, I just go to bed. I don't have to double check <laughs> the anchor. I don't have to worry that the wind's going to change. I can lie their toys around if I don't feel like tidying up. They're not going to roll over, you know, um, I've got a dishwasher washing. It's just amazing. Like we're sitting here, my washing is being done at home. So in that sense, it's really easy. And also in sense of, um, you know, if I need my space, I go for a walk kind of, um, or I can do my yoga. Whereas on the other hand, and that's more that side that doesn't really make sense. I guess it's that left side of the brain where there's no logic to it, but there's that sense of being alive that we talked before. That's just really missing. And my husband and my oldest son, who are quite similar in character, they seem to settle much easier, whereas um, my younger ones and I, we're the April children, we we do miss the boat. Like every day we talk about the boat and we do miss that adventure and, and um, yeah, that aliveness. Dinny, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That was Dinny Martinez, and if you'd like to hear more about Dinny and her family and their life on the boat, we'll pop up links to their website on kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.